How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. And uh, hey, let's do a quick preview of Devin Haney, George Cambozos 2. Both fighters make weight, which is a huge plus. If you consider what took place during the first fight where George Cambozos failed to make weight on the first attempt, Now that we're just hours away from, uh, from this rematch taking place, how do you see it playing out? Are we gonna have round 13 through round 24 of more of the same, a continuation of where the first fight finished? Or are we gonna see a completely different fight? That's what remains to be seen. All signs point to Devin Haney performing similarly in a flawless fashion as he did during his first fight with Kembosos. What makes me think that is that now he's adjusted. The first time he had to fly across the country, head to Australia, get used to the terrain, the weather, the ambiance, training over there, the time difference, having issues of where his team wasn't complete until just hours before the fight actually took place. I think it was maybe the night before, if not just hours, maybe even that morning off where his dad was finally allowed to... Um, to head over there and join his son, Bill Haney, due to visa issues and what have you. So all that stuff that he had to deal with the first go-around, he still managed to put on a performance such as the one that he did and performed in what I consider and continue to say flawless fashion because it was a flawless victory for him. It was a one-sided victory for him once he figured out what George what George's plan was. Now he's been able to adjust. The rematch taking place in Australia once again. Now he's been able to adjust. He's adapted to the weather, the time zone, the climate, the nuances that always present themselves whenever you're away from your comfort zone. How do you guys see this fight playing out? The positives that I see here for Devin are those. The positive that I see for George Cambozos, although he had some distractions because he switched trainers, his team's slightly different. But... He made weight, which shows me that he's zeroed in on the task at hand. He's been a lot more quiet. Some attributed to Devin Haney having humbled him in the fashion in which he defeated him. Others attributed to him not having the pressure of having all those titles and parading around, almost like he inherited the negatives of the title, the ego, 
that was displayed by Teofimo Lopez when he had the titles on his hand and around his waist. If you guys remember Teofimo when he lifted those titles from Lomachenko, it was such a huge, huge victory for him. And it was such a huge upset, but it took him over a year to step back in the ring. And meanwhile, he was in and out of shows and doing press and interviews and parading himself around and presentations and um, being booked, whether it was at nightclubs or this or that or different shows. And it was just the ongoing, the ongoing, the ongoing without stepping into the ring. And then he finally steps into the ring against George Cambozos. And it's almost like it was all that pressure that was on him. And Camposos lifted it from him, but he inherited all that. Teofimo is successful at being able to defend any of those titles. Once. Once he became the, uh, quote-unquote, the uh, disputed, undisputed champ. All because of the WBC lightweight title BS that was going on with Suleiman not being able to recognize or differentiate between one champion and the other and recognizing everybody as a champion who had a piece of the WBC title at 135. Going against his own designations, if you read the WBC designation of the franchise title, when it's able to transfer, when it's not able to transfer, and the WBC champ, and then they issue out a title to Devin Haney and people start criticizing Devin Haney as a paper champ and and uh, and listing him as an email champ and blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, listen, that wasn't his fault. He was in the position to have received that title, which was vacated by Loma. As Loma got elevated to a franchise status. That title should have never transferred over to Teofimo, but it did, and the mess ensued. Devin had the WBC title, and he was the rightful WBC champion when he stepped into the ring to put his title on the line against Cambosos, WBA, WBO, ring, and IBF titles. All the negativity seemed to have that Cambosos inherited, all the negativity that came with the titles, the pressures. And it seemed like he carried it into the first one because all those distractions presented themselves when he wasn't able to make weight on the first attempt. The fight played out like it did. And now it seems like Devin Haney should be able to perform just as well, if not even better, now that he's acclimated and adapted to the environment out in Australia. Just four months later from their first fight, four months removed from their first, from their first encounter. However, George, even though he had some distractions because of the issues with this trainer, he seems zeroed in. He seems focused. He's quiet. He's very calculated with his words again. The anger's gone. Which, don't confuse that, it's not that the fire's gone, but the anger's gone, that having to prove a point type persona's gone. He's just been very mellow and just taking it all in. Devin's been a little bit mouthier, but he was so in the first. Devin's just very, um, very straightforward and very direct when he says something, including in one of the face-offs that they had here leading up to, uh, to the weigh-in. 
Uh, I believe it was the last press conference before the weigh-in the day before where Devin Haney, they have a face-off and he's telling them, he's like, pay your trainer, pay your trainer. Devin Haney taking up on an issue that has nothing to do with him or a negotiation that has nothing to do with them, but it's the moral stance that Devin Haney took. So yeah, maybe it has nothing to do with them, but it's a stance that he took and that's him being mouthy, right? What people will deem as him being mouthy. He's just being very direct. When he sees a wrong, this is the wrong that he sees. And he's telling Cambosos, you better write that wrong. Karma's going to come back and get you, is what he told them. And I appreciate that about Devin Haney, that he's very direct. He, he means what he says. He doesn't speak out of line. And it hasn't gotten to him. He didn't inherit all the negatives. He's still very calculated with his words, very humble, and very straightforward. I've been big on Devin Haney for years now. And you could go back and look at my catalog of all the episodes I've put on Devin Haney. And, and I'm really big on him. What happened as far as the fight is concerned? What issues came up that you see might be different? To me, if we're going to have a more calm Devin Haney stepping in there, someone who's adapted to, to, to this environment in the last few months of Australia, I see Devin Haney basically continuing his same approach. He already said it during one of the press conferences that he's expecting George to come right at him and try to make this a phone booth style fight. And he's preparing for that. Aside from that, he's going to try to establish his game plan that worked in the first fight. And what was it? If you recall, George Cambosos had minimal success and it was all at the front end of the fight. Whenever Devin started challenging and testing the reactionary gap of George and started lunging forward. That's when George had success. He found minimal success, but he found some success with his short left hand inside that he carried low and brings it up high to, to Devin's chin and with his looping right hooks as Devin was resetting and getting out of the pocket. That's the success that George found early on in the fight. From there, Devin set into his rhythm, eliminated George's right hand with head movement and footwork, and controlled the left hand by way of his jab. His jab controlled the pace of the fight, the rhythm of the fight, the flow of the fight, and eliminated Cambosos' game plan. There was no plan B, no plan C. And that's why the fight played out the way it did in a one-sided affair. Cambosos had nothing else to offer once his strategy was mitigated. So for George to be able to change this, he's going to have to accept the gambit 
mentally he's going to have to accept it, which in turn means that he will potentially get hurt, potentially get dropped in trying to affect the rhythm and the pace of Devin Haney. But if he's able to mitigate that damage and withstand the storm that will await him if he, if he tries to affect the rhythm and get inside the pocket of Devin Haney, then he will find success. These were the criticisms that Haney would have to uh, endure in past fights. That he had a soft chin. That if he, he's ever in there with a big power puncher, that he would get dropped and he would get hurt. And this is, of course, dating back many fights ago, but more evident. These issues presented themselves in the Linares fight and in the Jojo Diaz fight. That even though Devin Haney was controlling the majority of the fight, the moment that he got touched on the chin, his legs just started fumbling. And he did everything possible to remain on his feet against Linares, whether it was clinching or whether whatever it was. That was the criticism that he took in Linares. With Jojo Diaz, he got tested again late in the fight with Jojo trying to surge and uh, and trying to drop Devin, possibly stop him. And he had some success down the stretch. But it was too little, too late. And Devin survived. And even then, he looked even better in taking the damage in that fight with Jojo than he did with Linares, which means he improved. However, if George is able to do that and infiltrate the pocket, the advantage will start slowly shifting to Cambosos' side because he will be able to execute power and George Cambosos does have power from close range. He will be able to hurt Devin Haney if he's able to stay within close range to Devin Haney. His right hands will be able to hurt Devin if he's able to land him on the button or his short lefts that he holds at his hip hip level and brings him up like a looping uppercut. It's like a mix between a looping left uppercut and a hook. But the angle seems to right, land usually right above the jawline into the cheek and between the ear and the cheekbone. And it's a pretty impressive punch that George does, which he was able to find success against Delfima Lopez. And he landed it a couple times at the beginning of their fight when Devin started testing the waters and gauging his, uh, gauging his spacing and his distance. From there on, it was non-existent. And that's the only way that I see George being able to find success in this rematch. And potentially, very potential. I mean, the potential lives that he could very well get his titles back if he's able to do that. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get caught. He's going to potentially get dropped. But if he's able to withstand the storm and affect the flow of Devin Haney, change the flow of the fight change the style of fight by infiltrating and making this fight a, a close distance type fight, he will completely affect Devin Haney's plan. Because Devin is, as far as he's expecting, he's going to mitigate the storm of George Campbell's early on, set into his rhythm, 
and then pick up where he left off in fight one. George doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to surge from the opening bell. He needs to let Devin get into his rhythm and then disrupt it. And that's how George will be able to find success, in my opinion. You guys let me know what you think. Don't forget to follow the Tomatolito Boxing Show on Instagram. That's where I'm posting, and I've been posting a lot lately. So follow the episodes on there. You can link over to the episodes from the Instagram page, and you can communicate with me directly. I want to I read your comments. I want to have a back and forth with you guys. And, uh, and I'll be posting the scorecards here in the coming days as I start recapping all the events. It's a big, big boxing weekend, and, uh, and the winners are bound to be us, the fans. Uh, big boxing weekend where you have out in the UK at the O2 Arena, you got Shields versus Marshall, which has a long history there brewing, uh, dating back to their amateur days. And then the co-main event, which could, in my opinion, be a main event on its own, uh, it's going to be Michaela Mayer against Alicia Baumgartner. And they're unifying titles as well at the 130 division. Marshall and um, and Shields have all the titles on the line at 160. Then you got Deontay Wilder making his long-awaited return. Uh, Sweet Ham Plants against Durrell. Caleb Plant, Plants, sorry about that. Caleb Plant, Sweet Hands, Caleb Plant making his uh, return. The first time stepping into the ring since his defeat at the hands of Canelo Alvarez. And he's going to be taking on Anthony Durrell. Um, Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius. That's going to be uh, U.S. side. And then, uh, and then of course... We got Devin Haney and George Cambosos uh, being uh, brought to us live from Australia. So the boxing world is in a good spot as far as this weekend is concerned. And hopefully they're going to clear up a lot of that mess and a lot of that BS that led up to October 8th. And the big event that never actually took place with such a big buildup and high expectations for the Ben Eubank Jr. fight. And then it basically gave a bruise. It ended up being a big bruise for UK boxing and uh, and and for the boxing commission, the British boxing commission, a big black guy that they ended up taking last week, uh, along with Matchroom and Eddie Hearn. Uh, and that's still under investigation and hopefully a big weekend like this, although it's great for the boxing fan base and great for the boxing world. Uh, hopefully this doesn't assist in sweeping what took place last weekend or what should have taken place last weekend and what did take place, what did develop last weekend with all the scandals and, uh, and the discoveries of the, of the tainted samples and the blood, um, on the, on behalf of Connor Ben, hopefully this doesn't take the attention away from that and then help sweep it under the rug. This should be a weekend of its own to be recognized and, uh, and, and applauded. Let's hope we have some amazing fights, which, I, I, I have no doubt that we will. We're going to, we're going to be excited and we're going to have some awesome, awesome fights this weekend. And then let's get back to the investigation as those events continue to develop and find out what's going to happen with Connor Ben. Is he going to get banned? Is he going to get, um, is he going to get suspended? Uh, what, what's going to happen with the, which is sad with such a young career that was starting to develop in front of us, um, in front of our eyes and, and the ascension of Connor Ben that we were all, um, tuning in and watching each and every one of his uh, successive fights and uh, and to be brought to a halt because of something like this like that that 
it, it's horrible, right? But let's keep an eye on that as well. And let's hope that the plus, the positives of this weekend don't help assist and cover up a negative that took place last weekend. So I leave you guys with that. Catch me on the recap episodes. I want to hear what you guys say. Send me messages on, on Twitter, Tomatodito Boxing Show. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram and continue to spread the word. The only reason the show continues to grow is thanks to you guys. And I owe every little bit of success that this show has and has experienced to date to you, the listener, you on the other side uh, of that speaker, of those headphones. I sit on this side of the microphone, you're on that and listening to me and lending me your time and your ear, and I am beyond appreciative. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy this weekend of fights. I can't wait to see how right or how wrong I am, and uh, and we'll go ahead and uh, and catch each other uh, on the recap episodes here, uh, either later tonight, tomorrow, or in the coming days. Enjoy the fights. Salud. <laughs>